0: Help us in our unbelief in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. I was working yesterday on that collect as I do most Saturdays for Sunday, and the, the wording in there, especially for a dyslexic, is kind of. And grant that those things which we ask faithfully, we may obtain effectually. Meaning, what is asked and the receiving which is prayed for and hoped. The obtaining that is petition in the clock and also the obtaining in such a manner that it works effectively or successfully. And we pray and those things that we ask for, we get, and we get them in a way that works. I guess it's the simplest way of putting it. Um, I don't want that I mean the Old Testament. You know, I love Ezekiel. I love the name. If I had another son, and it's not impossible... If I had another son, I'd name him Ezekiel, and I'd call him Zeke for short. I just think it's a good, those old biblical names; those are, are good names. And and think of the the respect you'd get if you had a name. Ezekiel is here. I mean, what? It's a great name. He was um, among the eight thousand Jews exiled to Babylon after the siege of Jerusalem. In 598 to 597 .BC, in his fifth year of uh, being in Babylon, he was called to be a prophet through a dazzling vision. God told him in uh, Ezekiel 2:10, to speak his words of lamentation and mourning and woe to the rebellious Israelites." He didn't dwell exclusively on lamenting and sin and all the bad things they were doing. Like all Old Testament prophets, he sort of put a carrot at the end. You're doing this, this, and this wrong, you're obeying the wrong people, but God will ultimately redeem you in the end. In verses 33 and 39, we described as a rebirth of Israel. In verses 1 to 6 prior to our lesson today, Ezekiel explains the sin of Israel's shepherds or leaders. In verses 7 to 10, he pronounces judgment on them. In our reading today, Ezekiel declares God's intention to become Israel's personal, ultimately to become their personal shepherd, to seek his people out, and to bring them out, to restore his covenant relationship with them. We may look at this lesson in a modern way and saying all those things which we do that are displeasing to God, if we turn from those things and do good, God will be with us. Unfortunately, if we don't turn away from the things that draw us away from God, God's blessing may not be with us is a simple way of putting it. But the good news is for you and the good news is for me here today is that we come to church to hear the Word of God, hopefully, prayerfully, to transform our lives, and we go to heaven. There's good news in that. But if we just hear the Word of God and it goes, and doesn't mean anything to us, it doesn't really do us any good. We pray, and I pray usually over every pew in here on Sundays, before you come and worship, please, Lord, don't let me mess them up too much today. May they hear the word of God. May they hear what you say and may it transform them into leading a life that is pleasing in his sight. Philippi was a Roman colony and its people were proud of their Roman citizenship. But uh, but St. Paul points out to the higher citizenship in verse 20. The Lord Jesus Christ who will change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. The Lord Jesus Christ will change who we are and make us more like him. In our prayers of consecration, it says, By, uh, in him, what is it? In him and he in us. He, that's the ones I pause at every Sunday when I say that. Because it's so meaningful to me that we become more like him. In other words, he's not going to be more like that. We're not going to drag him down. We're looking for him to drag us up, to make us more like him. As children, you know, you remember, you can remember back when you were little, you sought the approval of your parents, your teachers, your comrades, your buddies, and you know you just sought the approval of people to say you're on the right track you're doing the right thing and we, we seek that too in our adult age too because we want to make sure that what we do you know we look for approval what you do is important you're you're a worth you're a person of worth we seek that approval almost everything we do in this life we One, again, to some degree, to be seen, to be a good person, to be respected for who we are. But on our relationship with God, it is unique. It is different. Yesterday, as I was working on this, Brenda's busy cooking in the kitchen. And I love it when she's in there doing it, because I yell at her every five minutes, hey, come here, listen to this, do you like this idea? You might even get laughed out of church finally, you know, whatever. And she, she comes on out, and she... Yesterday, she got a little exasperated with me. But I was thinking about the pledge forms. I've said it before, you know, and it hit me more this year than other years. Those pledge forms, before you fill it out, you should say a prayer. Dear God, let me do what you want me to do, not necessarily what I want to do. It's important, and I, you know, I had to tell a vestry one time, uh, when I looked at the pledging, actually I did it at a uh, church I was doing an interim, and a good sign of when an interim leaves the church, the people in the pew say, thank God that is gone, because an interim does things that a, the rector, the priest in charge, would not normally do. And I had to tell the vestry one time that their giving, every single one of them, was stagnant for 10 years. No increase. Although the living costs had gone up and up and up. They stay stagnant. And then I told them, no, I'm not gonna say that the next thing, but, um, it's important. The vestry in a church is supposed to be the most spiritual group within the church. They're supposed to lead in giving. And it's important that you take those forms Look at them and say, okay, what can I do with my, with my money resources? What can I do? What can I do with the very best? I don't like the expression, give till it hurts. I like the expression, give till it feels good. That's a little better. Um, and take that and say, okay, what can I do with my resources? Do the very best you can. I urge you. God urges you. And then go down and say, how else can I serve my church? Coffee hour being a hostess, a uh, host, and people come into the church here in the back. There's all sorts of areas you can work on there. I, there was a man here a few years ago. I saw he'd be working out in the garden. Nobody knew he was there. He just went about and did things for the good of the church. Didn't seek any rewards, didn't seek any applause, just do things. That's the type of people we need in, in church. Your relationship with God is expressed sometimes best by what you do for him. Look in the mirror and say, did I do my very best? Terry Fulham was a um, fairly famous Episcopal priest down in Darien, Connecticut. And he moved and retired after he had a stroke to Florida. He was in my parish boundary, although I only saw him a few times a year. And he, he took a church that sat probably 150, 180. They got so big, they had to meet in a gymnasium. Almost a 1,000 people. You can still hear his sermons on the internet, and he is one of the best preachers I've ever heard. When his church was growing, he gave a sermon on pledging, and he says, we need your pledges, and then they all brought their pledges forward. He carried them outside and put them on a grill and burned them up without looking at them. And he said, it's between you and God. And he operated a faith-based church, and it happened to be the best church in Connecticut, not only because it grew numerically, but it grew spiritually, which is more important. And now that church, after he left, and after diocese became more and more, shall we just say, liberal, that church is closed. Within... A period of 25, maybe 30 years since he left the pulpit there. A once dynamic, growing church is closed. The word of God got up and hightailed it out of the pulpit. What we do in church, we pray that we do that has a lasting effect. I've seen churches, there's one in, here in Maine where I used to go to which was a very strong Orthodox church. The priest retired. Another priest came in, remained Orthodox for three years. And today it's not the same church it was when I left it years ago. So I pray that the word of God works in you. In our gospel lesson today, it says in Matthew, Well, when now does... Oh, no, yeah, not a gospel lesson, let them... Matthew 6, 3 and 4. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. We don't seek as followers of Christ to be seen for what we do and how great we are. We do that in silence and not in openly. In our gospel lesson today, it says, render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's and unto God the things that are God. In a modern way of looking at that, Caesar, Caesar could be the things we want, the new TV set, the fancy this, the fancy that. But you hold them in proportion to what you should be doing for God. If your fancy wants outweigh the things you should be doing for God, there's something wrong. That's just a modern day way of looking at that. Give unto fancy the things that you need, but give unto God that which is his. A good way of looking at pledging. This is Pledging Sunday. I urge you to fill those out when you can and take home prayer about it. Bring it in next week. Just mark Tim on the envelope. And the vestry will, or Tim will do the budget and bring it to the vestry sometime in late December or early January as he sees fit. Uh, we won't be spending the money till so So We can wait till the first week in January. But if he gets it done after Christmas, then we'll need to go over the budget. Let's say a little prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, be with us in this life. We always seek to be transformed, to be more like you. May we, as we leave here today, feel a transformation in our very being. That we may be as you would want us to be. And may all that we do be pleasing in thy sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.